We are going to dominate Let's today's. go. Today's podcast go. is our bitch. <laughs> Whether they know it or not, what you're about to listen to is a royal Strap in. Let's go. Strap it in and strap it on. Wait, wait. Oh, crap. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome. I mean, go Peter ahead. Smith and Steve Mix. Who care? You are not king shaming. I, would, I mean, I'm not judging, but it is an odd podcast to listen to if that's what you're about to do. If you if you were about to strap on something, and we're not talking about guns, yeah, it seemed like an odd time to have me and Migs in the background. But also, happy to help, man. If this is getting it done, uh, sure. I, like I was about to say, like, how, how do I sound sexier? <laughs> I think it's we uh, talk a little bit closer to the microphone. But maybe this is just what gets them going. It's just us being us, Sally. Get in the top drawer. <laughs> I like the right. I like the idea of some couple sitting at a like a restaurant. Me and you. I don't know why we're having lunch. A couple of random days off. I got a couple beers. I'm laughing, and they're like, "Honey, we got to go home and do it." Those two are making me hot. <laughs> <laughs> they're driving, listening to the mega cast. It's just like. I got to hit pause. Yeah. Either we need to go up to the side of the road or we need to listen to the rest of this at home. Yeah. We're about to put in work in a rest area. Right. (laughs) Top drawer. Get it. Let's go. (laughs) I got one in the glove compartment. It's not as big, but we'll make it work. <laughs> it's, my, it's, my, it's my road one. It's my travel one. <laughs> and, it, and it like pops out. It pops back in. It's like that weapon, the flap door, the, the blackjack. <laughs> By the way, I got to give a look. Oh, he's going to love this transition. Oh, I got to give some love to your buddy, man. Who? Uh, the Be Jolly stuff. Oh, Brett. I don't my know. Dude. I don't remember last week. I was like, man, I got like a hip flexor. Yes. I don't know if it was a pinch nerve. It, it was killing me. Right, so I talked to Drago, did some stretches, yes, and then like Friday and Saturday, just loaded that bad boy up, oh. and then man, I was like, I, somehow I was like, this week I'm like, all right, dude, that stuff is a. It, I've always told, it's, I'm sure I mean, it was a combination, but that stuff helps. It's a miracle worker. It's not going to repair things that are like if you tore your ACL, it's not going to heal your ACL. But it's going to help with pain relief. Yeah. But dude, there are so many times where like I'll have like a weird thing in my elbow, and I'm like, ah, I put a little bit on, I'm like. Huh, that pain is gone. And the scent I have is so nice. Which scent do you have? Lavender. Lavender's a good one. And I was like, ooh, I smell like lavender now. Dude, my favorite of his scents is orange. All right, I haven't done the orange yet. The orange is my favorite. I love apple as well. Uh, that lavender does it for me. The lavender's great. But I also, just some lavender guy. You know that. Oh, always. <laughs> I mean, every time, Christmas season, I always get you something lavender smelling. Also, <laughs> Saturday morning, dude. Like, but it Seriously, it is killing me, right? Yeah. So go over to uh, that Galaxy Theater in Gig Harbor. Oh, to see Cocaine Bear. Correct. We have to talk about that, but okay. We do. The thing is, Steve, I just want to tell people, I haven't been to a movie theater in forever. <laughs> like I recline that thing, and I lean over to my buddy Sean, and I go, this is the most comfortable position I've been in in a week. <laughs> and he goes, what? Go I, grab that thing out of the top drawer. I was, like, Dude, I was like, there's no pain in my leg. I was like, this is amazing. Like People were getting up, getting snacks. I was like, I'm, I'm not moving. <laughs> if you want me to eat a snack, you're going to get it for me. Right. I'm locked in a cocaine oh. bear. Oh, had, a, had a mango white claw with me. I was like, oh, I'm good to go for 90 minutes. And beat his pants because he was so comfortable. It was like, literally, the movie ends, and I can 
hear people behind me and I was just like, I'm not until like we have to. I think I was the last person at that theater. <laughs> hey, Sean, it's 20 bucks. Buy me another ticket for the next show. I swear to God, man. Like if I didn't have to get out of there, I would have just said that until I had to pee. You're right. Until I had to pee, I was not getting out of that chair. Oh, that's amazing. Dude. It, was, it, was, it was so comfortable. That is so great. Yeah. Yeah. But quick shout again, uh, Be Jolly Lotion. Uh, he does all these crazy sales. It's, it's very expensive. I ain't gonna lie. But yeah. he, I, I work out with him, so I get to kind of hear about the process that he does to make all this. It's not a cheap process. So that's no. why it, he's, he's getting some of the highest quality stuff, which is why the, the CBD lotion works so well to the point where like guys like us are using it. DJ Dallas from the Seahawks uses it. Uh, a bunch of MMA fighters are using it. As I mean, it's, right, it's just it. funny. Like our other buddy that works with athletes and stuff, he's like, do this stretch, do that stretch. Do you have any CBD? And I was like, actually, I do. And I just, yep. I think I just forgot I had it at home. And I was like, yeah. oh, why haven't I been using this? And he's doing some sales. Like, he's done like 45% off. Like, take advantage of those if you have a chance, yeah. man. And it's a, a local business. And, it, dude, he's a he's a guy just grinding. He's It's a one-man operation, single dad. I was going to say. Military yeah. guy. Uh, just all, all nothing but good in his heart. And, uh, man, I, if I could help him sell a few jars, I'm all there for him. Yeah. And I swear by it. It's like yeah. the proof is in the... CBD pudding. <laughs> oh, I would eat that. Yeah, I would lick it up. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine bear was good. Yeah, I was about to say, you have to tell me how cocaine bear was. I mean, it, the best way to describe it, it's exactly what you think it is. It was a little gorier okay. than I expected, but I mean, like in a funny way. I did hear that some people said it was hilarious, but also scary at times. Yeah, it was a little more of a like comedy horror as opposed to just like comedy comedy. But it was awesome. Uh, I feel terrible. I can't remember his name now. He played, uh, I think it's Ice Cube's son, or he played Ice Cube in uh, in the NWA story. Oh, I, I, yeah, I don't know his name. He's He was hilarious. What about that comic, Scott Sace or something like that, the the angry retail guy? Yep. The, the mustache? <laughs> that guy cracks me up. I was so stoked that he's in, in all There's a videos. ton of just really good funny scenes, but it trust me. If you have any interest in going to see it, go see it. You won't be disappointed. I know. I was on the fence about like maybe one. O'Shea Jackson. O'Shea Jackson. That's that, exactly who it is. Yeah. That guy's great. Ray Liotta's in it as well. Kerry Russell. Yeah. And I mean, it It was funny. It's right up my alley. 90 minute comedies. Like generally at home, if I watch a movie, that's what I'm watching. A good, dumb comedy. Yeah. Dude, that's what I was saying. Like, there's that. Have you seen the trailer for The Strays? Okay. I haven't. You have to do yourself a favor, and it's All right. it's uh, like one of those live action films, like with uh, dogs talking. Ooh, okay. And the whole movie is about like some dirtbag guy decides to just ditch his dog, but his dog thinks he's playing like a game of like come back to me. Eventually, gets ditched again, realizes, oh no, and the dog is voiced by Will Ferrell. All right, and then the dog realizes, uh, oh no, you're not really, you just hate me. So now all of a sudden, he's left out as a stray. Befriends all these other dogs, and then they conspire a plot to go find that guy, and he's gonna go bite his D off. Oh, nice! It's a dude. The, the trailer. It's like I haven't been to a theater since the pandemic. Like it was before the pandemic last time I've been in the theaters, and I'm like, I am going to see this movie in the theaters. I mean, I'd go. I'd go back to that Galaxy Theater for those seats alone. Oh, that's the place that's like right by the Lunchbox Laboratory and the Menchies. Correct. Yeah. Oh, they got everything. I mean, that's a that's a proper town center. There's a Blazing Onion. Also. Uh, obviously, it's a little too late to uh, to recommend this place for you. But if you're in that area, there's a Mexican food place called Blue Agave. Yeah, my favorite place to eat. So, Steve, you know me. <laughs> I was across the street a little bit at the uh, Halftime Sports Saloon. Oh, I've never been to that one. Yeah, well, 
I like all those places, but I was like, I'm never in Gig Harbor. I gotta, I gotta see what the, what, what the local spot is. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, after the movie, went over there with uh, Mike Hawk, a couple listeners. My autograph's on a ceiling tile now. Let's freaking go! Right? The owner was like, "No, we'll get you a ceiling tile." I was like, "Okay." Did you get a picture of it? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, man. It was pretty fun. I've never signed a ceiling tile. I like haven't. they had to get it down and stuff. And then Mike was, I was like, Mike, Mike, come here. I need help. So we got like a marker and like traced out the men's room logo on a red ceiling tile and then signed it. Um, are there, is this, is this like a thing that they do? Are there other? Correct. Yeah. Like Keith from uh, Deadliest Catch. Oh, He's nice. got one up there. I think there was a couple other athletes and so was it Spike? Somebody from the Bob Rivers show was up there too. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you go in there, man, make sure you look up. Well, I was about to say, like, I, I we've gone there a lot because of uh, that was where the church was, and so like, oh, all right, we, that's why I know all these places. I was used to you describing them like Stevia. So I'm we drove very around. Very familiar with that area because that's where we go get lunch after church. Is we end up all either right. at Lunchbox Laboratory, Panera, or Chipotle, or Blue Agave. You, you don't. All right. What's the other one? You never go to the Blazing Onion? No, I would. Although I don't know if they have vegan options before Lunchbox Laboratory is vegan. Lunchbox Laboratory's got the Impossible Burgers. All right, so I do love that place. Blazing Onions legit. I was gonna say Lunchbox Laboratory so good. Yeah, they're homage to the Dick's Deluxe. Might be one of my favorite burgers. It's so good. It's so good. It, yeah, it's really, and I love their uh, the barbecue. I can't remember what it's called. Like it's like the Billy West or like the James Dean or whatever the hell it is. It's like their barbecue burger. I, I've gotten that with like the Impossible Burger. Phenomenal. Lunchbox Laboratory, I never went to it till like two years ago in the summertime. Yeah. We did like one of those like company-wide, like clean up a park or whatever. And then afterwards, we went to Lunchbox Laboratory. I got that burger, and I sat there with Danny, had a couple cocktails. Nice. Did you get a boozy shake? I didn't. I I want to. I have weird lines with liquor and certain drinks. So liquor and, and shakes, not a good thing. Because I'm like, ah, I like milk. I mean, look, I'm not against it, but it's like when people would mix vodka with Gatorade. I'm like, let's not taint Gatorade, all right? right. Gatorade's for recovery. It's like my friends when they want to like, you know, like they want to shave the mushrooms and put it on their ice cream. I'm like, I don't want to do that. See <laughs> <laughs> that I do. So that I don't actually so, does sound kind so of you're right. I just never order the boozy shake. I just <laughs> drink booze, yeah. eat a burger, then get a milkshake. Then get a shake. <laughs> <laughs> that makes no sense when I say it out loud. It makes sense to this brain. Oh my good. Ted Talks starring the Text Mid. So with the NFL season over, I'm getting into, uh, you know, there's other sports going on. But during the week, I watch some more stuff. So I would just remind people, I've said this one before, know where your info's coming from. <laughs> Fact check stuff you're telling me? Yeah. And look at a lot of stuff. I just, uh, I, did, I got on a whole thing, like a whole thing about just these celebrities and stuff. And I'm like, I don't even know who this person is. It's like, yeah, because they're not on TV shows. They're just on YouTube's, YouTube, YouTube's, Jesus. On the YouTube's? You, on, the, on YouTube and podcasts and stuff and have these massive, massive followings. Yeah. And people just follow them like gospel. And I'm like, ah, we should do a little research. That's a good point. I also, I, man, I fall for sometimes. I, I, I've been better now, but I've fallen for a while from those stupid like NFL reports tweets and it's like somebody clowning on like Russell Wilson or you know oh, I mean? and it's not the real one. When they when they first started coming out and and it hadn't become like a widespread meme joke, yeah. I'm like, no way this person said that about that guy. And then I'm like, there's got to be audio of it. And I'm looking every and I spend my entire morning looking for it, only to realize that was a joke. Yeah, it makes me so mad. Some right, some of the meme culture, right? Like those, like, it's always like. I don't know. It's just a picture of somebody and then a cartoon. It's like, stop sending me this ass. It's like, yeah, that's not a real one. Right. But it's right. funny. It's so true. 
I think my favorite meme. I don't even know if it's a meme, but it's just like the one where if somebody writes a really long, like heartfelt whatever on Facebook or wherever, and they just respond with, I didn't have time to read this, but I'm really happy for you. or I'm really sad that that happened. And I'm like, that is the greatest thing. Cause it's like, I feel the same way. I'm like, ah, oh, do I have to read all this? My favorite one. It's so stupid, but it's one of the bad guys from, uh, from a bond movie. And he's sitting, you know, like the sitting at the poker table in Monaco. Yeah. And he's got all his chips. But they, <laughs> they've added a hungry hippo. And the, the quote is like, Mr. Bond, your hippos don't appear to be as famished as you said they were. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> oh, it makes me laugh. I mean, even talking about it's making me laugh. And it is so, so stupid. <laughs> I'm thinking about buying Hungry Hungry Hippos for Tatum. You should. I know. She's big into playing games. All but right. like, she wants to play these games to her. She, she has her own rules. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, watched, I watched a couple kids last weekend playing oh. Trouble. And then they were just dying laughing, banging on the thing. And I was like, hey, 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 you got to press it. Yeah. You guys are going to break it. Yeah, we have these they're games. they're dying laughing. I look at my buddy. I go, they don't even know what they're doing. They He's don't like, even know what's no. funny. No. That's, sometimes I look at Tate. I'm like, why are we doing it this way? This is the way we play it, daddy. I'm like, no, but we'll watch. And then we'll watch the YouTube tutorial. On how to play On it? a kid's game. Just so that we can. I'm like, oh, should we try it this way? Yeah, daddy. And then we start doing it that way. She's like, why? Well, no. And then the pouty face. And I'm like. All right, now there's a fork in the road. I'm like, do I really want to have to like argue and fight so that we play this game that collects trash and you spin a wheel and then if it hits a certain number of times, the the trash flies out. Do we really need to play it by the rules or can we just play it however she wants? And I'm like, yeah, let's just play it your way. That's fine. Like Yeti and my spaghetti. That's a big one for her. Yeah. And the whole point is these plastic spaghettis on a bowl. You set them all up on top of the bowl and then you put this little Yeti on top of all the spaghettis and then you each have a turn of pulling a Pulling them out. It's like break the ice. Yeah. And so if you pull it and the spaghetti... Go, go through all the, the Yeti goes through the spaghetti and lands at the bottom of the bowl. You've lost. Right. Well, she believes if the Yeti lands at the bottom of the bowl, whoever pulled that last spaghetti is the winner. <sighs> so it's like, all right. And it's cute because like we've been trying hard to make her not be a, a, a sore winner or a sore loser. So now she wants like, if she wins a few times, she wants to make sure that daddy wins. So when I'm about to pull it, she just like kind of breaks the whole thing and then it falls. She goes, you won daddy. I'm like, I appreciate that. But no, I actually lost. That's a tough one, too. It, it, it's like, what, 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 she's three. Do yeah. we really need like to like a year or two, right? Like, yeah. they'll kind of get it, but yeah. But I feel like like we were just trying to play like some other game, an adult game, and not like an adult game. You know what I mean? Like, something that, like that's meant for adults. And she's just, I'm like, I don't even know how to play this game. And she's making up her own rules. I'm like, you know what? Your rules make as much sense as the real ones. Let's go. It's tough to, I'm trying to remember what age I was because it's like, you always want to compete to win. Right. But also, you got to teach them. I don't know. I, you know, that's a good question. I wonder how old I was when I kind of realized that. Like, yeah. Like it, because it's tough. It's especially like I'm a huge sports guy, and it's like winning is everything. But over the time, you learn lessons from losing. You learn lessons from just practicing and, and yeah. doing more hard work. But that is a tough line. And also, I mean, we're at the point in our lives right now where we're just going to dominate her. I mean, I did it to my niece and nephew yeah. because I knew eventually, as they are now, they got older and dominate me in anything we play. So I was just like, when they were kids, like, eh, let the parents take care of it. Uncle Uncle Ted beats them. Uncle Ted always wins. Always wins. Yeah, he's never going to lose. Yeah. He's had finished around 1560. Yeah. You're like the, the Bruno Sammartino of games against them. You're just undefeated. <laughs> oh, Ted, um, 
uh, just a, a warning, I believe by next week, if not the week after, but you're going to see a new Steve. A new Steve? A new look to Jesus, Steve. how many Steves are there now? You know, you're like me. There used to be like different versions of Ted. Yeah. Now it's Steve. Wrestling Steve. Again, last night on the podcast, we were kissing your butt. Oh, what'd you say? I love hearing nice things about me. I think we left it in there. It was just Matt. He was just like, God damn, man, he looks effing huge. I was like, he does. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I told him at work. I was like, yeah, the other day at work, you just stand there. I was like, dude, your traps look amazing or something. And you were like, start at flex. I was like, don't flex. Don't make it funny. I'm just giving you a compliment. <laughs> and I just did it again. I know. Ah. I know, I so we were talking about that, and then, uh, or somebody emailed it. You know what it was? Stevie emailed in and goes, "When are you doing another the podcast with Migs meetup?" And I go, "We're we're not." Yeah. I go, "The Matt and Cobb don't even live here anymore." Right. And I go, "Let me let me just tell everybody for Steve Migs, he's busy this year." <laughs> yes. Like, I was just, like, making a blatant statement. And they were like, what do you mean? I was like, he's too busy. Between wrestling, a kid. I go, he's in a band. I go, he announces wrestling. I go, look, we try to play. I go, he still plays hockey sometimes. I go, we try to play in something. It's like, yeah, I'll just talk to you in the fall. Yeah, It's yeah. March 1st. I know. It's insane, dude. Like, I mean, like, I, I, I don't even get me going on that part of it. Yeah, I'm busy. It's like crazy. Right. That's why I just said, look, Steve's busy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Anybody asking? Like, and I said, Steve probably won't say it, so I'll say it for him. He's not going. He's booked. He's booked. And dude, it was like that with someone, you know, I still get, the, I always get it and I appreciate it. But like, just even last week, someone's like, when's the Migs cast coming back? I'm like, you know, I, I never say never. But pretty likely never. And it's not, and they're like, why? I love that. And I'm like, I did too. There was no falling out. There's no drama. The pandemic definitely kicked us in the dingling. And once you lose the routine of doing something, other things take that place. And then now Correct. it's like, how do I move other things around to bring back that old routine, which I just don't have that mindset for. Also, obviously things are different. And on top of it, it's just like, I just don't have the time to like, and it took a while. It, it was a, it was a long process to do that podcast and I loved it and I wish we could do it every week, but I can't, I just can't commit to that. Now, maybe one day when Tatum's in school and I have time to like maybe a few extra minutes of the day to myself, maybe I can slot some time in for something like that. But I don't, which I think would be hilarious if like in like two years from now. All of a sudden, get the boys back together, start the podcast, and we just pick up like nothing ever left off. Like, oh, so it's good to see you guys again. And then just never, never even address the fact that we've been off for like six years. <laughs> but I'd love to bring it back. But it's just time is not my friend right now. That's another good meme always. Like, <laughs> like women are shocked by like, you haven't talked to a buddy in two years. So you just pick up. I was like, I literally did it last weekend. Yes. I called my buddy. Like, I'll see him. I guess that's not true. I saw him in the fall. But like. Yeah, we hadn't talked on the phone in probably a year. I'm going to see him next week. So I was just like, hey, dude, just real quick. And he's like, yeah, man, blah, blah, blah. That's hilarious, dude. I literally had the exact same thing happen with my buddy, uh, Brent, Brent Amaker. Oh, Brent yeah. Brent Amaker in the rodeo. Haven't talked to him in years. All of a sudden, he just saw one of my wrestling videos on, on, on Instagram. He's like, I need to see this. And I'm like, it's like, good. I haven't seen you in forever. I miss you, but I need to see you perform live. I'm like, oh, I've got one's coming up. And he's like, oh, by the way, did you know I'm doing magic now? I'm like, what? And he sent me this video of him in like Mexico, like weird, some weird Mexico, Mexican documentaries, like all in Spanish. And it's like, it's subtitled and it's all about him being an illusionist. And I'm like, how did, how, where, how did both of us end up in this situation? We're both doing something where people have to suspend all belief. Yeah. Very strange. It's awesome, though. I know, and I'm excited. We're supposed to get lunch next week. Mm, an illusionist. Illusion. Maybe he'll make us disappear. <laughs> Ooh.
spanning the globe to bring you the constant variety of sport, the thrill of victory, and the agony of defeat. This is the Ted Smith's Wide World of Sports. Brought to you by Smith Family Popcorn. Good people. Great popcorn. Oh, the change I was talking about. Oh, new new steam. I'm going to probably have glasses starting next week. Oh, really? Yeah. I wear them when I drive. Okay, yeah. Yeah. That's what I need them for. I need them for driving and also reading. And I've never gone to a eye doctor, but I knew I could tell like things aren't looking very, I can't see things up close. I have to pull them far away to read them. And I'm like, well, the vision's starting to go. And of course, they do the vision test and they start changing things. Like, how do things look right now? I'm like, like it used to. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you need readers, but we can make them so that they're like all day glasses. We, have them, we want you to wear them all the time at first just so that you can get used to them. But we recommend for driving and for reading that you wear these. Yeah. Like, I, can, I haven't taken a driver's test in a while, but I can barely pass. I could just pass it that I don't have to. Yeah. But I got a pair of prescription, right? So just, especially driving at night for street signs and stuff. Yeah. It's like it's much better, and I did like I could still read most of the, most of the time the bottom line, but a couple of the letters are getting a little fuzzy. So they're like, yeah, yeah. it's starting. Yeah, sometimes Michael points something out and in a window across the street, and I'm like, where? <laughs> See, for me, it's always like someone will be like, here, what does that say? And they'll put it right in my face. I have to pull it like what? And they're like, what's wrong with you? I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't see what you. It's just fuzzy. So my mom has worn readers for years, uh-huh. and we were uh, we were at like a like a restaurant, but it's me. So we're sitting in the bar, and uh, there's like a group of women over there, and I guess my mom just heard them talking about they nobody had their readers. She's like, "Oh, here you can borrow mine." And these women, they were a couple cocktails in. So then they're like, "Thank you so much. Like, can we buy you a drink?" And I was, they're like, Who's? "She's like, oh, my son would like one." I'm like, "Sure." Hey, <laughs> the ultimate wing woman. Yeah, mom. Uh, all right, let's see. Number one, I was off a week. F one was practiced last week. It doesn't start till this week. Uh, I'll get back to that because I got some big news on that. Sounders came out Sunday, first game of the year. Looked awesome. I'm rapping. I'm rapping the Sounders four uh, nil. Like yes. Sounders, Steve. I mean, get it going. Jordan Morris, man. J Mo. J right. J Mo with two goals. <laughs> I know. I don't know. Was it, you're right. And we had three header goals. I don't which, know. What which is just oh, insane. They scored with their heads. Yeah, that is crazy. Yeah, and the whole weekend. Do you do more forehead or is it like actual top of your head? No, ideally you should do it with your because that's the hardest part of your skull. Got you. Got so you. that's the idea. Okay, but. I can tell you, Steve, hung over in pub league, and you try to head something. Like they're always like, you, sh- you guys don't shouldn't head balls, but you know sometimes you get fired up. And I remember I was real hungover one day, and it's like a booming ball coming over, and I head it, and I just remember sitting there going, "Why did I do that?" I wonder how many people have broken their nose in like pub league trying to do a header, but they just didn't time it right, and they just cracked. Their well, nose. just worse if it hits the top of your head it or hurts. the side of your head. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, I think little kid leagues, like they don't even let them head stuff anymore. It's kind of like uh, football. With pad. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's smart. Yeah. But yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's with their little brains. Yeah. Sounders look good. Crackett are still playing. And they played Roll, great yesterday. Yeah. Rolling along. Yep. I'm, I'm just counting the days for Burakovsky to come back. I feel like that's been the missing, missing ingredient to this team's success. I just can't wait for a Friday night playoff game. I mean, I think that arena is just going to go it's, crazy. It's and yesterday I got all fired up after the game. McCann, he got interviewed because he hit like his career high, tied his career high, and the season's not even close to being done yet. And he's already got 27 goals. He's like, yeah, those things don't matter to me. All that matters is making the playoffs so we can make a run for the Stanley Cup. And I'm like, you know, I know that's a stock answer in any other sport, 
But like for some reason when he said it, I believed him. Like he just had that look in his eye like, I don't give an F. I want to win. I think it's funny. Last week we were talking about hockey on the men's room and I brought up Connor McDavid. We were talking about Edmonton or something. I was like, oh, they do have best. And Miles looks at me and goes, let me guess. He went to Dematha or Maryland. I'm like, no, no, no. He's just the greatest hockey player in the league. And I go, if you hop on Twitter around 8 or 9 p.m. every night, if he's playing, he's, he's trending, trending for something. Because he's freaking good. Yeah, that's not just like, no, you just need to know a little bit about hockey. Like, he, there's a lot of good hockey players. I'm just like, it just amazes me sometimes. Like, I won't even know they're playing. Yeah. And like, during a commercial break, whatever I'm watching, I'll hop on. And I'm like, oh, what did he do tonight? Like, who did he blow by? Yeah. How did he score this goal? Who did he make look silly? Oh, and it's every time I see Connor McDavid trending, I never worry about the worst. Like, because sometimes you'd be like, oh, what did this athlete do with him? Because, like, every report oh. you ever hear about him, he's almost militant with his like training regimen. Like, his teammates are like, nah, I don't want to room with that guy because he doesn't want to have fun. You like, know, that's just, a good call. I never look at his. Serious. I never look at his. I just know it's going to be a highlight. Yeah, yeah. He's never going to. I don't think he'll ever be in the news. For like any kind of crazy scandal. Although you never know. You probably thought that about Tiger Woods at one point. <laughs> I'm not saying that Connor's going down that road, but I feel like you're never going to have that with him. <laughs> <laughs> Tiger Woods, still the greatest call. That Remember that first time with golf club through the back of his car, he crashes in his driveway the Friday after Thanksgiving. I remember sitting there going, that is... So that's a domestic disturbance right there. Yeah, like that, that is an argument that when she's like, she found out something. She's like... He's like, great, it's a holiday, yep. everybody's been around each other, and then the next day you're smashing out his back window. Now, it turns out he was cheating all over and everybody found oh. out. But just like, yeah, yeah, that's not a hard one to, that's not a hard one to figure out. No, and I, my favorite of all of that is obviously from way long ago, but the transcript of him talking to like one of the, the girls that he was hooking up with and being like, oh, I got another hotel room for you, meet me in there, I'm going to do you backdoor style. Make sure you bring me a Subway sandwich. And I was like, what a freaking G this guy is. That was the only thing that I always thought was funny about him. When like you looked at his track record, like he wasn't going out banging like fancy like A-list celebrities. It was like the waitress at Perkins. <laughs> it's like, come on, dude, you're Tiger Woods, but you know, I get it. All right, now for my big F1 news. Uh-oh. So my guy Daniel Ricardo is now the third driver uh-huh. at Red Bull. I always hate on Max, so I can't cheer for Red Bull. But I like Checo, who's the second driver. And he doesn't really put up with Max's crap. So I was like, maybe I'll start cheering for... Because I, when I first started, I cheered for Red Bull because of Ricardo. Uh-huh. But I just can't stand there, the guy that runs their team. He's so English and such a D. Okay. So Steve, I'm happy to announce this year I'm cheering for Pierre Gasly. Pierre Gasly. Correct. What's his sponsor? Uh, what are they now? Alpine? So it's a French company that used to be Renault that built all the engines. So oh, okay. when Ricardo was there, I cheered for him. So I've already cheered for their team a little bit. But I don't know, he's a young up-and-comer. I'm in. Like, I mean, I just feel like, like I like the Ferrari drivers. I like Charles Leclerc. But like, you can't really just hop on and be like, oh, I'm a Ferrari guy now. Yeah. So I just kept My favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, I kept going team to team. Like with Ricardo, but now that he's the third guy at Red Bull, I'm like, eh, I don't want to cheer for Red Bull again. But I'm like, I can't just come out and be like, well, I love Lewis Hamilton. Or, yeah. So, right. So, like, Red Bull's number one. Ferrari's probably number two this year. Mercedes is three. So, Alpine, they're, they're fighting for, like, fourth or fifth. 
if they end up at number one, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you already picked them because of this." You know, it's gonna happen. Oh, it'd be awesome! But yeah. I'm just like, I just like, you know what I mean? Like, I still want to watch the races and all this, but I'm like, I need you to have someone to root for. Yeah, I want. I want right when I watch qualifying, I want to have a driver I'm hoping does well. Yes, that's a good call. Yeah, nice, nice. Yeah, I'm happy to announce it here. All right, well, let it be official. <laughs> also funny is i'm like the most non-french person there is we need to get you a beret right and like i started cheering for arsenal their manager was french like for some reason it comes to my european sports i'm, I'm all about the french i'm gonna get you a beret that way you can wear it around your house when you watch f1 or you watch soccer i watch and i'll every once in a while send you like a giant french bread a baguette Ooh, yeah yeah, yeah. you know what don't send me a baguette Send me a croissant. Oh, okay. Uh, you know what? A little, uh, a little less money in the pocket that I have to spend. <laughs> At the race in France last year. So I'm watching Drive to Survive again. Uh-huh. Like they're walking in and there's just a table. They're like, croissant? Chocolate croissant? Like it's something like all, all the drivers are like, sure. Because I mean, they're super fit, tiny little fellas. Yeah, but well, like, croissant's not going to kill them. Right. The guys that work for the team are like, no, I really shouldn't. I was like, man, those look good. Are you a chocolate croissant? I, I, I'm a butter croissant guy. You know what? It's a plain croissant. I'm a butter croissant guy myself. The chocolate ones are good, but honestly, croissants are like going to the movies or going to a comedy show. Every time I have a croissant or go to one of those, I go, why don't I do this more? (laughs) I was wondering where the connection was. I was like, Ted, I don't eat them at at comedy shows or at movies. Right. But every time I see a comedy, I'm like, I should do this more. I went to see that movie. I was like, "Ah, these theaters are unreal. And everybody's like, yeah, it's been like that for a while. Yeah. I've been on that that kick for a bit. I was on that kick for a bit when I'd go to like Starbucks. I'd always get Starbucks and a croissant. Yeah. Because they have good croissants. That and their cheese danishes are pretty amazing. And you put any kind of sandwich on a croissant, it's just better. Like a turkey and cheese. Oh. Come on. What are you doing? You're going to make me start eating meat again. I know. Sorry. Well, you could have cheese and cheese. Now you're uh, vegan. vegan. My bad. I have fake cheese, fake, fake cheese, fake lunch meat, field roast. Do they make I, fake lunch meat? They do. I don't really. There's been a couple that aren't bad, but I don't really f with it. It's not. It's not as good. You really yeah. have to like coat it with dressing or like some some kind of like toppings because it's just just doesn't have that. It just doesn't work. All right. All right. I'm sure they'll figure it out. Like they figured everything. They have steak bites now. Christ's sakes. Like that's pretty cool. They are pretty good, actually. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Pierre Gasly, me, we're getting fired up. The race is this weekend. Big race this weekend. What else is going on in the world of sports this weekend? Crack Sound- it tomorrow. All right. Sounders are playing at home Saturday. Sounders are at home on Saturday. That'll um, be a fun one. 7.30 p.m. start. Woo. Oh, boy. Are you going? I am not. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I'm like, 7.30 p.m. start on a Saturday night. You're asking people to really enjoy themselves. That'll be a very sober crowd. Yeah. Uh, dragons, I got to imagine. Sea Dragons are playing. I got to imagine they are. I think they're Saturday at four, but I don't think they're in town. They're, I think, in, in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. So hopefully they can uh, finally play a full game. Yeah. <laughs> and other than that, the NFL draft's not yet, right? No, no, no. They're just doing the combine. The draft's not till uh, April twenty sixth or seventh, if I had to guess. You got some time. Yeah. This is just. You know what? There's, I just learned this last night in F1. They have a break in the summer where you're not really supposed to work. Everybody's supposed to be on a break. And there's rumors of people moving around. They call it silly season. We are currently in silly season for NFL. Yes, Every, everybody's going to get all hyped up about some quarterback at the combine. They can throw in shorts and a goddamn Lee T-shirt. Willis. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? And then by the time you get to the draft, it's like, all right, we're, where's, we need a giant defensive end, an edge rusher, yep. need a new center, like stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, center retired. You grab a quarterback in the third round, second Correct. round. Like grab that's, somebody that's like, we've had a good track record of that. 
Yeah. You're in that first round that high up. Like, draft a big body that looks like a football player. I know we got to run, but think Gino's going to end up here? Is he going to New York? I think Gino, I think they'll get that deal done. I think so, too. Yeah. I hope so. I like the idea of drafting a quarterback later rounds, keep Gino around for a while. Let's, you know what I mean? Yeah. Next year's going to be a weird year, though. We had nothing to lose, so this last year was so much fun. Next year, the expectations are back. You're right. Yeah. Pro Bowl quarterback all of a sudden. Yeah, it's going to be a little tougher. (laughs) Top draft picks. Let's see what happens, Seahawks. Let's go. All right. I feel like we sufficiently turned people on in this cast. Yeah, man. We kicked the crap out of it. I hope everyone's completed whatever they needed to complete. All right. This got weird. Jesus, man. All right, I'll see you next week, right? Yeah, yeah, with glasses, possibly. Ooh, so you'll see me even better. Lucky you. <laughs> I'm like, wait, that's who you are? Why am I doing this podcast? You're way too attractive to be on the radio. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. I'd read the tweets, but I can't read yet. Uh, at the Megacast. Yeah, see you, man.